Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Dr. Gina's Radio Chat. Good morning to you. So happy to be here. So happy to be with you. You know, today is Wednesday. It is actually the day before the last day of the month. Today is March the 30th. And yes, we are going into the fourth month of 2022. And yes, we are moving right along because that's what we do. We're just moving by the pace of God, whatever uh, timetable he got us on. That's where we at. So <laughs> we just moving right on along. And I just know that he's in control of everything. So I don't worry about nothing. I just keep it all in his hands. But anyway, we got a wonderful show. We got Tyrone Poole that's going to be joining us. And he's just not Tyrone Poole. He is two time Super Bowl champion. He's an entrepreneur. He's a speaker. He is a, a coach. He is so many different things. He has his own product. He's an entrepreneur. He's got his own supplement products. And we're going to be talking about all of that. And I love this topic because my son plays football. And so I love to hear um, from a champion what it entails and the mindset and how did he know and all kind of stuff. We're going to be talking about all of that from a two-time starting, I might say. He's not just a, a champion. He's a starting NFL, two-time NFL champion, okay? Because we got to give credit where credit is due, okay? He earned that. And so then today, also, we got Ministerial Moment. And you know we got DJ Dave Spivey. I love it. We're going to be having Gospel House Mix today. I'm so excited. My favorite, one of my favorite segments of the show. So I'm excited about that. Anyway, I'm not going to hold you up any longer. We're going to go right into the weather, which we need to get into right away without further ado. Let's see. In D.C., we are 46 degrees right now um, in D.C. Your high today is going to be 63. You are mostly cloudy right now. That's what your temperature is going to be all day. Um, You're waking up to 33 degrees tomorrow. So, wow, wow, wow. That's cold. 39 degrees. I just had to say it because it's cold. All right. 39 degrees right now Detroit, Michigan, mostly cloudy. Your high is going to be 58 degrees. And I'd have to say that's pretty good for you, Detroit. 58 degrees um, is pretty good for you. You still waking up cold, cold, cold in the 30s. So tomorrow you're waking up to 31 degrees. Let's see, Dallas, Texas, you are 62 degrees. You got a lot of winds coming your way all afternoon. And your high today is going to be 75 degrees in Dallas, Texas. You're high today. Um, you're waking up still with the winds. 49 degrees is what you're waking up to. Let's see. In London, you're 53 degrees right now, mostly cloudy. Um, you're high today was 53 degrees. You're waking up to showers. 37 degrees is what you're waking up to. And 53 is going to be your high again tomorrow. Los Angeles, you are 53 degrees right now. The high today is for you is going to be 68 degrees. You're cloudy now, but you got sunshine coming all day. Uh, in Atlanta, you are showers right now. Drizzles going on with you. Um, you are at, uh, let's see, your temperatures now is 60 degrees. You're going all the way up to 80 degrees and the sun is going to be peaking out later on today. So that sounds good for you guys. Miami, you are 77 degrees. Winds are coming. Uh, your high today is going to be 81 degrees. Winds going to be tomorrow morning. 73 is what you're waking up to. Be prepared for that. Kenya, you are 95 degrees. And your high today is 96. Uh, Let's see. And you're waking up to 76 degrees, partly cloudy. Your high tomorrow is going to be 96 degrees. And let's see. Let's move on along to Hawaii, 53 degrees today. 
You got showers coming in the a.m. around 8 a.m. all day tomorrow. 53, 65 was your high today. You're waking up to 52 degrees and you got 90 percent chance of showers all that day. 65 is going to be your high. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> Australia, you are 54 degrees, mostly clear right now. Your high today was 70 degrees. You're waking up to 48 degrees. All sunshine tomorrow as well. 70 degrees is going to be your high tomorrow. So that sounds pretty good. Puerto Rico, hey, Puerto Rico, hey, 74 degrees right now. Your high uh, today is 76 degrees. All sunshine for you, waking up to 61 degrees. And your high today is going to be 78 degrees. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, that sounds like great weather to me. And Portugal, you are 53 degrees right now. 53, your high today was 56 degrees. You got a little um, showers going on um, at 6 p.m. Be prepared for that. 39 degrees is what you're waking up to. You got some kind of flurries going on. You got a little snow and a lot of rain. 90% of that um, mixture tomorrow morning, um, you're going to be waking up to 39 degrees and 56 is going to be your high. If I didn't name your city, continent, or your nation, or your any part of the world where you are, don't worry about about it. God is still in control and has the final say, and he loves you so much. Everything about you through you that's going on, he is totally in control and has the final say with you. And he knows all about you and all that's going on with you. So just hang on. God's got you. We're going to take a a sponsorship break and we'll be right back with Ministerial Moment after this um, commercial break. Hi, my name is Gina R. Prince, and I'm so excited to share with you my third published book, In the Weight of Every Loss. In the Weight of Every Loss, I share revelation God gave me concerning the scripture, Hebrews 12 and 1, stripping off every unnecessary weight and the sin which so easily and cleverly entangles us. In the Weight of Every Loss, I'm being completely transparent about my own struggles I endured in my personal walk. Serving in a leadership role as an ordained apostle preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ is not always easy. So if you are called into leadership or are actively in a leadership role right now, in the weight of every loss will expose the real work of the enemy. You will be encouraged to regain your strength again and return back to the will of God. In the weight of every loss is for those in leadership struggling to maintain strength. It is for those who truly want to walk in truth and for those who are no longer willing to live in a lie anymore. Get in the weight of every loss. All right, get in the weight of every loss. You can get it on Kindle and Amazon along with all of the other books. You can go ahead and get you Born Into Sin, Transform Into Destiny, and you can go ahead and get your copy of The Keys Against the Enemy. Those two books are sold everywhere books are sold. You can get it anywhere. And the Born Into Sin, Transform Into Destiny is in the Library of Congress. So check your local library and go ahead and Check it out and check out what's going on with Born Into Sin, Transforming the Destiny. All right, let's get started with with Ministerial Moment. Listen, I'm just going to tell you like this. It's so much going on, you guys. We talk about stuff every week, but let me just say this to you. No matter what anybody is doing or not doing, whatever the world is doing or not doing, whatever the celebrities are doing or not doing, you got to, we got to remain in our position as believers. It, it just doesn't change. We don't shift. But what I notice is that a lot of truth really comes out when stuff hits the fan. I'm noticing 
you know, that people that say that they read their Bible every day, that they fast, that they prophesy, that they, you know, do all these things. I worship, I spend time with God and then something happens. Then you really get to see the true colors of what's going on in that heart. And I'm going to be honest with you. I really don't care what anybody is doing. I don't care what nobody is saying. I don't care if it ain't God or Jesus or the Holy Ghost. It doesn't shift me into no other place. If I'm steadfast, unmovable in my position with the kingdom of God, then that's where I'm going to remain. I'm only going to see things the way he sees them. I'm not going to change my perspective according to my feelings or my ideas or my, you know, opinion or any of that. I'm just going to be steadfast and unmovable in that. You know, I pray for those um, that are fallen, those that don't know him, that don't understand how the kingdom of God operates, that don't know it. And, you know, maybe they're lost and they're wondering. And I, I daily pray for that. And that's what we should do. But as believers, we have to be steadfast and unmovable. We cannot go with the grain. We have to go against the grain. We have to be tougher than that good people. We can't just waver every time something else, something happens or somebody does something. We cannot idolize man. We have to understand that man falls short. You know, people fall down. People don't know God. People don't, you know, know which way to go. And you can't follow any and everybody. You cannot approve everybody and anybody. You should have mercy. You should forgive and you keep it moving with your prayers and remaining steadfast, unmovable, standing boldly for righteousness, being that example, being that light in this world of darkness and just allowing God to have his way. We cannot go with everybody else. It just can't happen. I don't care what the workplace is talking about, what your mama, what your family talking about. I don't care what your husband, your wife talking about. If you are a believer, you got to be steadfast, unmovable. You cannot move with everything that's going on and what everybody is saying. You know, what is the view of God? What is God saying about this thing? How does God see this situation? How should we maneuver in these chaotic times? You know, we have to just remember that we are set apart and that we have to be an example of God's glory, mercy, and favor and grace and love. That's those are the things. And, you know, yes, things will shock us. Yes, things are like, like, what the heck? <laughs> you know, I mean, some things you're just like, what in the world? Like, are you serious right now? Like some things that are happening right now, I never, I'm 53 years old. I never in a million years thought that I would see happen. I'm sure my mother and my grandmother, if she was still alive, would be saying, it's probably saying the same thing. I would never think, but this is where we are. And so even though it's like a clinch your pearls moment, <laughs> And it's just like, what the heck? We still got to be steadfast, unmovable. We have to know that we know that we know who we are, but mostly who we serve and that his name is better, greater than any name. I don't care if it's the president. I don't care if it's Will. I don't care if it's this one, that one or the other. It's God first from me and my house and however God sees it. And that's how I'm going to conduct it. That's that's my view. I don't I don't even have an opinion for real. I mean, it's irrelevant because you know, it's, it's, it's what the word of God says is what, how God sees things. And that's just how it is, you know, right or wrong and different. That's just where I'm at with that. And so anyway, I just want you to be steadfast, stand strong. You guys, so much more is going to happen. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm the first to tell you, but there's so much more that's going to happen. That's going to be like, ah, 
<laughs> what's going on. But we still have to continue in our word and prayer, fasting, worshiping and keeping God first, most importantly. All right. Well, listen, this has been Ministerial Moment. We'll be right back after this commercial break with Tyrone Poole. Two times starting. I got to say that. Starting Super Bowl champion. He's going to be joining us and he's an entrepreneur and so much more. We're going to be talking to him very shortly. We'll be right back after this commercial break. So I just finished making my creamy, creamy Hamilton grits. Oh my goodness, they are so creamy. And I mean, I love them. Anthony, thank you so much for your hospitality. Go to Hamilton Corner Store and get you some grits right now. He got cornbread and everything. Mm, mm, mm. Southern love. Thank you, Anthony Hamilton corner store freedom and deliverance are available to you and born into sin transformed into destiny by dr gina r prince one woman's story is everyone's struggle and born into sin transformed into destiny available now at drginaprince.com have you heard about the life in the spirit devotionals Life in the Spirit is a collection of teaching devotionals that shatters the work of the enemy who attempts to hold you back from reaching your full potential. The first set is called the Solid Rock Series. These four devotionals help you build a strong foundation to stay rooted and grounded in Christ. You'll learn what it means to be a child of God, how to have the faith that moves mountains, how you can experience true freedom in Christ, and how to step into your purpose and destiny. The second set is called the Holy Spirit Series. These four devotionals help you build an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit. You'll be guided into encounters with the Holy Spirit, learn to go deeper into His presence, understand and receive the Holy Spirit baptism, and learn to war powerfully in the Spirit. You get all eight devotionals from Life in the Spirit for only $30 plus free shipping. Save 80% now with this special offer. Go to lifeinthespiritbooks.com. This is Bishop Jackie McCullough. Please tune in to Dr. Gina's radio chat and hear a clear word from the Lord and get answers for your life. All right, Mr. Tyrone Poole, two times starting Super Bowl champion. Welcome to Dr. Gina's radio chat. Hello, Dr. Gina. Thank you uh, for having me. I hope all is well with you. And hello to all of your listeners. Hope that they are well, wherever they may be. Hey, well, that is some good stuff. Thank you so much, Mr. Tyrone. Let's talk about football. How long you been playing football? You know, I know you're an entrepreneur in a book, and we're going to get into all of that because I just think that your story is is fascinating, um, especially for a lot of us that, um, you know, have a gift and have a talent and may feel like they don't have the money or the resources and stuff like that. I know my son started playing with, with Pop Warner when he was five years old and, um, you know, inner city children and and things like that. And, and a lot of the um, parents did not have a lot of money. A lot of donations went to support those teams and things like that. And a lot of children had went on to college from there and, you know, and et cetera, et cetera. Tell us about your journey. Where did it start? Well, actually, uh, I'm not too far from um, 
what you just spoke of. Um, you know, I, I, I came up in low income. Um, actually, I didn't start playing organized sports until uh, I got into high school. Um, I grew up in a neighborhood. The neighborhood grew me up. And that's what we don't have in this modern, modern day time, 2022. We don't have neighborhoods. And doesn't look like we're going to have neighborhoods in 2023 and beyond. Everyone is so isolated. But back when wow. I was coming up, you know, your uh, uh, neighbors down the street, you know, could uh, really, if the family, which everybody on that block knew one another. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we all supported one another. So um, if you messed up and did something wrong, you know, hey, not only did you get in trouble with your neighbors uh, who were friends of the family, uh, but you also got in trouble when you got home. Uh, but we don't have that type of discipline no more. Everybody is out for their own understanding. And, uh, uh, but I grew up in the neighborhood. The neighborhood grew me up and we just were competitive, you know, just playing, uh, pick up sports, you know, whether it was basketball, going to the park or at the park playing tackle football. And that's how I learned my skills. And, um, there were guys that were older than me that I played against. Uh, and they were slinging me around and everything like that. And, oh, you know, wow. it just made me tougher. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, as I got older, you know, uh, it made me stronger. So it's almost like, you know, David, so to speak, in the Bible, you know, I was going to be who I was going to be. But I had to go back out and, um, you know, uh, attend to my area until my time came. So, you know, I've I've learned that you can be uh, anointed and not yet appointed. So, you know, I was anointed to be in a neighborhood where uh, LaGrange, Georgia, that's where I'm from, LaGrange, Georgia. Uh, a lot of talented guys came out of LaGrange, uh, sports and, you know, from baseball to football. And the thing about it, we all grew up in the same neighborhood. So, you know, you are, are, you are a product of your neighborhood or your environment. I believe that 1,000%, whether it's the mental, the spiritual or the physical, you are who you hang around. So, no, I didn't come up with the silver spoon, uh, but I came up understanding the principles and knowing who I was, what I had, and what I can do. And, uh, uh, you know, I wanted to went on to Fort Valley for... State, and here we are. I, 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 want, I want to interject for a second there because, you know, it's very important. You know, one of the things that I noticed about my son um, when he was younger, like not even one years old, is that he just liked rough play. Like he just loved that contact rolling like I could roll him and, you know, wiggle him. And he was he just loved that. And so, um, you know, my thing is that if you I know a lot of parents, um, especially (laughs) I've seen so much and I know you have very protective over their sons, very protective. When you notice a gift in them, you know, how would you um, just encourage a mother, especially when it comes to this particular sport? You got so many different things that is being said about football with the helmets and the concussions and the this and the body aches and when they get older and all of this stuff. And some of the some parents really um, are feel fearful of their children even playing the sport. And I've seen that and I've had to like, you know, console and, 
you know, kind of calm down some of the parents, you know, when the kid got hit and things like that. I mean, if if you see that, like you said, that they roughed you up in the neighborhood and it, it just kind of taught you and, you know, got you got to be tougher and faster and things like that. I mean, it kind of seemed like you kind of like were able to handle that. Like, how would you encourage a, a mother that it, with this sport now, you know, this is more contact. What words of encouragement would you give them if their son is saying, Mom, I want to get out there. I want to play. It's just in me. Yeah. <laughs> would you explain how to comfort yeah. that parent? Well, first and foremost, I'm going to go back to the foundation. You know, uh, a woman should not be making a decision totally by herself, just like a man should be making a decision totally by himself. Uh, it takes both. And when you're dealing with something that uh, you don't have reference to, then you need that other voice the other voice of reason. And, uh, you know, that's why I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a firm advocate for, you know, mothers and fathers, uh, whether they are together, married, or divorced or separated. You stay in your child's life because there yeah. are decisions that, you know, this boy, like you're just saying right now, football, most women don't understand the contact. They, they like, they see the contact. They understand that it's contact, but they don't understand as much as they need to know. Whereas a male... Uh, and vice versa, it could be a situation with a, a, a female. You know, a, a man may not know everything he needs to know about his daughter. So that's why the mother right. needs to come in. So in this instance, talking about football, most people consider this a male masculine sport. So you need to have that male presence to say, okay, hey, son, this is what you're going into. Okay, mom, I understand you are the nurturing and you're caring and you want to make sure it's protected. But he's a lion. He's a lion. He got to go out. He got to learn how to see what that blood tastes like. No, I don't want him to be hurt. There are other animals out there. They can gang up on him. That's part of the neighborhood. That's part of the neighborhood. Let it go, mom. Let it go. But if you don't have that father <laughs> figure in there, then, of course, you can, you can hold back greatness with fear. So right. your son could be great, but because a mother has fear, you hold back the greatness. You hold back that which could be that meal that you have in the cupboard. That could, your son could be the answer to the paradigm shift that you've been asking for. But if you're scared, so anyways, I'm going to go into that. But I will say this, uh, <laughs> as far it. as fear, uh, as far as fear, um, do we not know that when we get into our car every day that you're mixing gas and fire every time you press that start button or you turn that ignition key? My question is, do you think about that every time you get in your car? Do you just get in and go? Right. My, Bet is you just get in it and you go. You don't think about it. So sports is like that. Anything is like that. We've all told ourselves, if you speak life and death, if you speak death, and that's what you're going to get. If you speak life, it's the same thing, people. You're going to get yeah. what you think about. Now, I played the game for so long. I didn't think about going out there getting injured, but I thank God before and I thank God afterwards. But I didn't think about, oh, I'm going to make this tackle. Uh, will I hurt myself? No. Right. So right. just like I said, when you get in that car, you don't think about you're mixing gas and a spark every time. The wrong amount yeah. of gas or the wrong amount of spark, you're sitting in a bomb. Did you not know that? But again, wow. people don't think about that. And then the other thing is, you know, mothers, think of it like swimming classes. And this is about life. This is about life. Right. Sometimes you got to let people go. You teach them, train them up in the way they should go, and then you let them go. Okay. Yes. And yes, they're gonna get off point, but if you taught them correctly, they're gonna come back to where they started or what they've learned. That's why I love that story of, of the prodigal son. So um, 
but swimming, swimming. We've all taken swimming at some point. Now, you go and you find this swim class and this swim instructor and uh, the parents sit up in the stands and your kid go out there in the water, and then all of a sudden you hear your kid choking. <laughs> and then up in the stands, you're like, what are you doing, trainer? What are you doing? You're killing my son. No, he's not. No, she's not. What they're doing is teaching, teaching right. what not to do. So as long as you stay up in the stands and let the pros be the pros, then your child will learn how to swim effectively and one day become an Olympic swimmer. So my thing is let the pros do what the pros do and let now. your child be taught in the proper way. And you just sit back and enjoy you know, and I, and uh, I love the that day, because you're really this helps yeah. a lot of people, because honestly, there's a difference between pressure and passion. You know, when a child loves what they do and they have the passion for it, they want it. They want to do it. It's different from, you know, when feeling the need to have to do it. Like there's some kids that feel like I got to figure out a way out of this situation. I got to figure out a way to help my mom or my dad. I got to figure out a way for us to get out of this situation. And they look at it already going in with the false burdens of responsibility. But then you got kids that just love it and they don't even think about getting paid for it or getting, you know, any kind of accolades. They just going out there because they love it. And I really feel like if you see that your child at a young age is, is on that road, you shouldn't really nurture that. And I mean, even either way, nurture it, but just really keep that excitement and that zeal and that passion alive and not burden them with fears and responsibilities and things like that. So I love all that you said. And I think it should help a lot of parents that have young kids that are ready to play the sport football and not so much the, the, the flag football, but the actual tackling and the actual contact real football. No offense, but I'm just saying. Um, and well, I, I said, I, it, not, well, I, I, I tell you I this. said it not Tyrone. <laughs> yeah. Well, I tell you this here. Um, if you, if you, if you talk properly, then things become easier. You know what to do and what, when not to do it. Um, you know, uh, to talk about the tackling aspect, I know we got other things you want to say, but this, this, we could just talk about this right here for the whole period of the, the time that you're, uh, that I'm going here with you. But I'm like, it's all about teaching the proper, uh, understanding knowledge and its proper use wins battles. I'm going to say that again, knowledge and, uh, and its proper use wins battles. So let me add something else to it. The truth of knowledge wins uh, uh, battles. So when you teach someone the proper rules, now if you don't understand the rules, then yes, you will go out there and you would tear something up. If you didn't know the rules of what the speed limit was in a particular city that you're driving in, yes, your chances of getting a speeding ticket increases. But when you understand that this is 45 miles per hour zone, this is 65 miles per hour or 70, whatever the case may be, then you know what you can and what you can't do, when to do it and when not to do it. There are times when I've been driving through a, a school zone and the lights are flashing and it says when lights are flashing, speed limit is 25 miles per hour. And then once you get past that school zone, boom, it says 45. I pick the pace up. That's all life is about, whether it's football, whether it's business, whatever, whatever it is. If you don't know the rules of it, if you don't know, understand how it's played, 
then yes, you will injure yourself. Yes, you will get fired from your job. Yes, you will uh, lose the opportunity to maximize. So again, truth of knowledge and its proper use wins battle. So, you know, you can't be scared. I've never seen anyone scared of anything that that they understand. I've never seen an answer get upset with a question. I've never seen an answer get upset with a question. But I've always seen people get frustrated when they don't know the answer. Right. That's good. So listen, so now we're 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 past the fundamentals of the sport and the foundation of where you started. And, and, and I'm sure that that helps so many people talk to me about now the next steps. OK, you were in high school playing. You played in high school. And tell us about it quickly, how you went through. And now you're a two time you know, starting. I, I got to keep adding that because yeah. it's very important. I knew a lot of yeah. players that won champion championship rings in the NFL, and they they sat down. But and it's nothing wrong with that. They still put in the work yeah. during practices and things like that. Nothing wrong with it. Hey, you got on the team, you win too. But you started. So let's talk about how you went from the youngin to like you go manhood and. Tell us about that journey. I mean, did you see it coming? Did some did somebody speak it into your life? I mean, what was that like in high school? Did could you see it from that distance that you were going to be a champion? Well, I'm on the NFL, on the NFL. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I'm gonna go back and start in college. Yeah, I'm gonna go back and start where you said, um, you know, uh, starting. Now everybody contributes. Um, that's the greatest thing about football, unlike any other sport. Everybody contributes. Uh, I, uh, I always tell people, you know, I play with two of the greatest quarterbacks, uh, uh, Peyton Manning uh, and uh, Tom Brady. And neither one of those quarterbacks, I know they love to say that they won the Super Bowl, but no, they did not. Okay? Uh, Peyton wouldn't have won the Super Bowls without – having wide receivers to throw to, offensive line to block for him, and a running back to, to run the ball, or a defense to stop the opposition so that he could have opportunity to try to throw the ball. He was one piece of, uh, uh, of 33 people that go out there on that field, 11 on offense, 11 on defense, and 11 on special teams. He was one out of 33 part of a 33-man uh, show. So I had to say that. It wasn't, you know, anybody who – just because you didn't start, you didn't play in the Super Bowl, those guys know they contributed because they somebody had to do something to help the other person. So I want to say that. So it takes a team. Um, uh, see it coming. Um, I guess going back, when you say see it coming, going back to when I was in high school, I quit football in high school. Uh, in my did book, you? Success in the Game of Life, yes, I quit football in high school. So, why? Uh, why I did you do that? I love to tell the story. Yeah, why? Uh, I, it, Yes, I love to. I love to tell this story because I think it encourages people to let them know that you can mess up, fall, falter, uh, uh, whatever. But if you know who you are, what you have, and what you can do, and you know that the person in the mirror is the person that controls your fate as far as what you do, then you'll always bounce back. Companies do it all the time. Uh, they file bankruptcy as company ABC, but then they go over and. Uh, just because they file bankruptcy doesn't mean they don't have money. What they're doing right. is being smart. They know the rules. They're protecting. But the idea was never in the building. The idea was in the people who ran right. the building. 
So now they go across the street and start up as company XYZ, and they become more profitable than they were as company ABC because they learned a, a few things. So with wow. me, I love to tell the story as far as not uh, we're quitting football in high school because you can make it even if you fail, falter, whatever. So I end up coming uh, to practice late one day, and um, I didn't tell the, the, my head coach that I was going to be late. And uh, we had a very, very, very good program, uh, LaGrange High School uh, in Georgia. Uh, LaGrange High School is so dominant that uh, we are the second, secondest win, second winningest. Um, high school football program in the state of Georgia uh, is Valdosta uh, and then LaGrange High School. That's how dominant we are. So there's a whole lot of high schools in the state of Georgia, but LaGrange is second of all times in winning. So that means we had a lot of athletes come through there, had a lot of great coaches, a lot of great programs. So I come to practice late, didn't tell the coach. Um, this is my senior year, um, and I'm a starter, and um, – it wasn't like I was trying to be late. I just, the teacher, uh, the last period of school, before school was out, I had to make up a test. And um, uh, I didn't have any of my teammates to go tell the coach that I was going to be late. So I ended up coming to practice late. And I, and I don't know if anybody has ever been in a situation where you have shown, shown up late. But uh, that's the worst feeling is to show up late for anything. Uh, everything stops and everybody starts looking at you. So I sh come to practice late, and I'm one of the leaders, and uh, I got my little role. You know, all of the seniors are, like, at the front row, and uh, they lead the exercises, stretching and all that good stuff. So uh, I come and get in my spot, and uh, the coach stops practice, uh, the warm-up. And, uh, you know, he points me out. He comes over and he calls me out. Now, being a young guy, this is where I say you got to have that male model in your life. Now, my father, grew. I grew up with my father and my mother. Um, death was the only thing that separated my, um, my parents. And uh, to this day, uh, my mom is still not married. My dad passed in 05. Don't, don't ask me why she never got married. I don't know. Uh, but she was just that dedicated, I guess, to her husband. Um, so, um, again, you got to have that male model. So the coach gets on me and I take it personal and my ego kind of, you know, shows his head and I'm like, okay, why are you getting on me? You know, again, young didn't understand. And uh, so he just, you know, let me have it. So now I got my boys laughing at me and they laughing at me uh, after practice. So again, I slam my helmet down. You know, that's my reaction. You know, probably anybody's reaction It's going to be negative. That's why they say never make an emotional decision in a temporary situation. I made an emotional decision at that time. Throw my helmet down. I say I quit. Now I'm thinking as I walk off, the coach is going to tell me, hey, Tyrone, come back. You want about superstars. Where are you going? You know, like most of us would do. You know, if our child or somebody important uh, that we thought we needed, we're going to say, hey, hey, get back over here right now. Where are you going? But we were so talented that, you know, our third string could have been a starter for another uh, high school somewhere. So, uh, but anyway, long story short, I go up into the locker. Uh, he told me to go to the locker room, and I go to the locker room, and I'm sitting there until after practice. And, you know, bottom line, the coach never asked me to go, come back. So I lose my senior year. And, um, you know, most people would think, wow, that's your senior year. How in the world are you going to go to college now? You, you, it's over. Well, like I say, God always has a, a ram in the bush. And uh, when you're talented – 
And, uh, you know, no, can't nobody take that away from you. Nobody can take right. my gift away. But my gift has brought me before a lot of wise people, a lot of great people. So my playing football and running track in high school, a lot of people saw my gift, had an opportunity to see my gift for four years. So this uh, alumnus, alumnus from Fort Valley State, she was a teacher at our high school, Miss Hurd. Um, she's in my book. I put her in my book. And uh, her son played football at LaGrange High School, too, but he had already uh, graduated uh, several years ahead of me. So she comes up to me and she says, Tyrone, where are you going to school? Now, again, she knows football. She knows talent. And she's recruiting. So I said, um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know, Miss Heard, nowhere. And she says, you want to go take the admissions test for Fort Valley State? And like I tell people, it could have been any school. It could have been the University of Georgia. It could have been uh, Texas. It could have but it just so happened it was Fort Valley State. So I just heard the word college and another opportunity to put that helmet on and shoulder pass on. And I said, hey, let's go. And I wow. had another opportunity. And I cashed in on it. So I would tell people, it's not where you go. It's what you do where you are. And you can mess up, fail, falter. But if you believe in yourself, you know who you are, what you have, you can make it again. Uh, your reality is not based off of other people's perceptions. That's why it's important to know who you are, what you have, and what you can do. And just like a pen, like a pencil has an eraser, there, there are times when you can write the wrong answer, and you can erase it, and then write the correct answer down. So... That's well, what being, I, I love knowing this. who you are, what you have, what you can do, can do for you. I love this. I love this. So now we're gonna we're gonna scoot up because that 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 right there is is a word for so many people right there. Um, and I love that because it really really shows how much God is in control of your destiny, right? And I love testimonies like that because you know when people are saying all is lost and oh well, and I mean even at that time you were you were like I, I'm not going anywhere, you know. When she asked you that, where are you going? You was like, nowhere, you know, and, and it can it can seep into you. But one thing about it, no matter what, your destiny is already already planned. You know, God has already yeah. spoken it into existence. So no matter what your understanding is, no matter what you think, no matter how you feel, no matter what it look like, God always have a random ram in the bush. Like you said, a door yeah. is always going to open because he protects his word. He's not a man that he should lie. And I love it because that's that's what the scripture says as far as not leaning on to our own understanding, our awareness of what we think of what we feel yeah. not leaning onto our own understanding but acknowledging him god the creator of all things who predestined your destiny already who already planned it know who all is involved in it you know he's he's the one that directs your path so i love that i love that she was right there you know what i mean like he hey, planted her right hey, there it's just you don't even and see, we don't even understand, Tyrone, like all of the maneuvering that's going on behind the scenes. Right. While you're going through that, he's moving people and placing them where they need to be. So I'm just so excited about this testimony because I know for me as a as a football parent and, you know, so many others, you know, um, in this in this sport um, that have been involved in that is so much hope in that um, even just your you sharing your honesty, your, your story and being so transparent. So now you're in college. You're doing, you know, you're doing college. I don't know what kind of college student you were. I don't know if you want to share all that, but here you are. 
<laughs> I don't know what the temptations was like. Here, listen, Tyrone, my son is 17. Yeah. He'll be going to college soon. So, you know, that's that's where I'm at right now as a parent. So I, I don't know if I really want to hear all of that. But if you want to share it, you, you're more than welcome to share. I'm going to hold it down on my end. But I just wanted to know, like, what was that process like? Um, again, parents, you know, the transitions, don't be afraid because they got to grow and they got to go. So just let them do what they got to do. Um, and I say that with love because, I mean, you they do have to grow up. So anyway, you're in college, you're going through your, you know, awareness of who you are <laughs> and, and where you at, where your strengths are and whatnot. So, you know, now it's it's time to pick players. You know, the, the drafts and stuff. What is that like? Tell tell us what that experience is all about. Yeah. Well, I, I touch on very quickly Fort Valley experience. Uh, again, Fort Valley State is a HBCU, Historical Black College and University. Um, and also, I'm doing some great things uh, at Fort Valley. Um, I am um, uh, going to be the uh, director of uh, athletics development there. So I get an opportunity to help you know, kids, uh, you know, coming in as freshmen and those who are already there and those who leave and, you know, teaching them on the field, off the field, you know, as much as I can teach them mentally, spiritually and physically. Uh, but, uh, you know, my experience at Fort Valley, I was totally focused. I had blinders on. Um, yes, I did, uh, you know, uh, uh, have fun. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, I knew my direction. I knew my purpose. That's good. And if you ask anybody who went to Fort Valley with me, they would say Tyrone was so focused that, you know, he, he probably uh, didn't even know uh, that there were other buildings on campus because I only knew the uh, weight room, uh, the uh, uh, football and track, because I ran football and track uh, in high school and in college, um, yeah. and the cafeteria. And I knew where some of my classrooms were. <laughs> I'm not joking. I knew all my classrooms. <laughs> you knew were. where you had but, to um, be, and that was your focus. Yeah, that's awesome. There you, there you go. That's that's yeah, the so point I'm trying to make. Yeah. So tell us about the draft. What was that like? That experience. Well, all that leads up to the draft is like you know, coming from an HBCU, you know, you really don't have the resources. You know, we do have people that have come from Fort Valley. Um, you know, you got Greg Lloyd, Rayfield Wright, Hall of Famer with the Dallas Cowboys in the 70s. You got Eddie Anderson, uh, played with the Raiders. Uh, Daryl Holmes played with the Patriots. You got um, Ricardo Lockett. He won a Super Bowl with the um, Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Marquette King, who at one time was the only black Afro-American punter in the NFL. Uh, so it's a lot of great history that has come from Fort Valley. Nick Harper, he's won some Super Bowls, played with the Colts and the Tennessee Titans. So there's tradition in black uh, history uh, in black college. So I didn't have anybody coming to you know kind of tell me what it was like. Uh, so I had to really uh, uh, carve a new path. Um, mm -hmm. And it was tough uh, from the intellectual side because when I once I got to the pros, uh, after being drafted uh, by the Carolina Panthers, our first round, um, uh, that was exciting in itself uh, to be able to come from a black college to be drafted in the first round, which most people say that's not heard of, but um, it's uncommon, should I say. But it can be What done year was that? Was you that your last effort. year? Uh, was that your last yeah, year? Yeah, 1995. Yeah, 1995. Oh, wow. Okay, so you got drafted uh, yeah, in your fourth year? Okay. Uh, yes, my fourth year. So that's the, now. Now that's one thing about HBCU. 
you're going to go through all your four years. And I, I'm like some of these uh, uh, PWIs, uh, predominantly white institutions, um, you know, HBCUs. You, you're going to go through all four years. So that's why I love it. You're going to get your education. You know, sometimes yeah. guys leave earlier when they go to these big schools. They may leave their junior year. Some come back and get their degree. I came back and got my degree, even though I was there for four years. But one thing at HBCUs, they're going to make sure they're going to make sure you get your education, and they're going to treat right. you like family. And when I say yes. family, they're going to let you know what time it is. I had instructors that say, Tyrone, I don't care what you do or who you are. This, you better get your work. If you don't turn your work in by tomorrow, you're gonna get an F. That's just like how your parents talk to you. So that's what you want. When you see your child off somewhere, you want your child to go where you know they are the teachers or that environment is going to handle them just like you would handle them at the house. They, the teachers in that institution, uh, professors, they are an extension of the family that that child is leaving. So I love my HBCU experience at Fort Valley. But going into the NFL, it was a different experience. Um, you know, now you got more of a bigger crowd. You know, at Fort Valley, uh, the homecoming might have been a capacity of maybe 12,000, 13,000. You know, that's a homecoming on a regular basis. You know, we probably got about 7,000, 8,000 people come to the game. Now I'm transitioning where it's 70,000 70, uh, people coming to the game every Sunday. You know, and then you deal with the media and people talking negative And, you know, so, you know, there are no books that are written to tell people how to handle success, you know, right. uh, to a point. Uh, so, you, you know, you learn what to do and what not to do. So that's why I believe it's my job to help anyone that has ears to hear me talk to make sure that they don't live up under that which I have overcome. So if I finished at 12, whoever comes into my life, uh, I want to be able to help them start at 13. I don't believe right. nobody, if we got wisdom, uh, we have understanding, nobody that comes to us for, for answers should have to repeat what we have gone through. Now, yes, we give them the principles, but I don't think right. that the experience needs to be repeated. So, but, yeah, the NFL was a different story. Um, you know, a lot of great uh, opportunities there, learned a lot of great things. And, uh, you know, 12 uh, years as a starter, had an opportunity to win two championships. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it was fun. I left the game healthy, uh, praise God. And, uh, you know, I still train with my kids, my, my daughter, uh, she runs the, uh, uh, 400, uh, she's in college. She runs the 400, 200. Um, my son, uh, he's in high school. Uh, he plays uh, football and runs track and, uh, you know, to be able to get out there, uh, and run and, and sprint with them just yesterday, me and my daughter, uh, we ran heels together. A uh, uh, hundred yards uphill. We did that ten times, and uh, yeah. you know to get out there and run with her. You know how many kids can sit and say that? Hey, my dad trains me and he works out with me. You know, so I, I thank God for the awesome. ability to do that. Yes, that is beautiful, Tyrone. So now we got it because we're getting ready to close out this segment. I want to talk to you because, I mean, people, if you don't know who he is now, before you know who he is now, especially the listeners here on Dr. Gina's radio chat worldwide in Pakistan, Lebanon and Jordan and everywhere. You guys listen, go and Google him, follow him on Instagram. We're going to get all of that information, but stay connected. He's motivating. He's inspirational um, and he's going to just uh 
really inspire you to get you um, to stay where you are, to stay um, focused and to move forward and strength and boldness and, you know, be productive. I mean, it's just so motivating. But, but let me talk to you about your supplements and work that thing. Talk about work that thing. And and your supplements and you already spoke about your book. We're going to, you know, tell everybody where you can get your book. But talk about Work That Thing and, and your supplements. Yeah, Work That Thing supplements basically started out as um, my daughter uh, and I, when uh, she was running uh, youth track, she and my son, um, USATF and AAU. And I, you know, as she got older, I would uh, let her go warm herself up. And then I would go and do, you know, whatever. And then I'd come back and I would ask her, you know, well, are you ready to run? And uh, she would say, yes, I'm ready. I was okay. Mm-hmm. Well, go work that thing. So, you know, didn't really know at the time what it would turn into. I'm just saying words. So several years uh, uh, ago, uh, probably in 2020, um, I said, hey, you know what? Let's turn this into a, a slogan. And, and it went from a slogan uh, to paraphernalia uh, to uh, supplements. And what work that thing means basically is uh, uh, whatever you're going to do, whatever you want out of life, you got to work that thing. If you want a better, uh, to be better mentally, you got to work that thing. If you want to be better physically, you got to work that thing. If you want to be better socially, emotionally, economically, you got to work that thing. And if you look at the logo, the logo has WTT, and then there's an E. Every logo that a company has uh, developed has some type of significance. And Work That Thing logo, it has WTT with an E in the middle and um, or comprises the WTT, but there's an E. And what that E says, basically any word that starts with an action word that starts with an E, that's what you got to do to work that thing. So if you want to work that thing uh, and achieve whatever it is that you want to do, maybe maybe you got to work it with efficiency. Uh, maybe you got to work that thing with encouragement. Maybe you got to work that thing with energy. Maybe you got to work that thing. Whatever e word that is an action word that is a, uh, a, a, a a movement to make you get up and go. That's what it's going to take for you to work that thing. So work that thing is uh, only uh, about uh, maybe four or five months old. Uh, as a, it's a company. It's an LLC uh, here in Georgia. And uh, uh, myself being uh, an athlete, and uh, you know, that's how I made my money, was taking care of my body. So I said, let me develop something that I know worked for me. And if it worked for me, it'll work for anybody. I'm going to give you the purity of it. There's like a lot of speakers out here. There are a lot of speakers who are talking, but there are only a few that have walked what they're talking. So when I put work right. that thing supplements out there, I'm telling you, this is what I know. And it's still working with me because I'm still out there able to run with my daughter uh, at age 50. So I'm like, if it worked for me at 50, it'll work for you at 12. It'll work for you at 25. It'll work for you at 65. So I believe I in putting it. good, healthy things in the body. So they can find more information on workthatthing.com. Workthatthing.com. Where can they get your book? The book can be found uh, at TyronePool38.com. TyronePool38.com. The book can be found anywhere where they sell books. But I tell people, go to my website. This is why I want you to go to my website. When you go to my website, I get all of the proceeds. 
because now I'm able to help people, help people. But I still have a contract with the publishing company. And anybody who knows anything about publishing books and using a publishing company, that's a contract. The publishing company gets some of it, and I get some of it. But the things that I want to do, the publishing company may not want to help me with that. So when you go to my website, you give me an opportunity to do everything that I want to do to try to help people. So uh, that's why I say all the funds come to me. And guess what? The book comes autographed. It comes personally autographed. And that, my friend, is a big trading card. So one day, hopefully, um, you know, my name will become so big that if you got anything with my signature on it, then it'll bring you uh, more money than you probably probably could get with an NFT. So um, that's another reason why <laughs> nice. you go to my website, TyronePool38.com. Tell everybody where to follow you on social media as well. Social media, I try to make it easy. My brand, uh, Tyrone Pool 38 on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, uh, Tyrone Pool 38. Well, fantastic. Everybody go and follow Tyrone Pool 38. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for joining us today. It has been enlightening. It has been inspiring. And I just pray the best for you and just may God be glorified Likewise. in everything you do. God Amen. bless you, Tyrone Pool 38. I'm asking that so they can know. Tyrone Pool 38, Tyrone Pool 38. Go and follow him everywhere. Get his book. Try the supplements. Check him out. Follow him and just be inspired. Fire. Thank you so much, Tyrone. Appreciate you. Thank you, Dr. Gina. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. All right, you guys. We're going right into DJ Day Spivey Gospel House Mix. Somebody shout glory.
Dave's on jam, I tell you. Love DJ Dave Spivey. Go and follow him at DJ underscore Spivey underscore radio on Instagram. Ah, I love it. Anyway, you guys, this was an amazing show. I know you were inspired. I know that you were encouraged. I know you were uplifted. I mean, I'm telling you, work that thing. All right. So listen, I'm just going to tell you like this. And like I always do, live healthy, live whole, live in your destiny. Until next time, I'm loving you. Bye bye. Dr. Gina.